0: Exactly one year ago, Charlotte and I smushed into a closet padded with pillows and sweaters to record our very first podcast episode. We had no idea what we were doing, what we were saying, or who would actually listen. But one year later, we're more in love with podcasting, Star Wars, and the newest edition, you, our listeners. Thank you so much for an amazing first year, and welcome to our one-year anniversary schmorgishborg episode.
1: Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to the one-year anniversary
0: episode of Sky Talkers. Woo! I'm your host, Charlotte. And I am your other host, Caitlin. And oh my gosh. <laughs> We're here. I can't I I can't believe it. I am so proud of us. <laughs> I know. Me too, actually. Yeah. Like, no, we've we-
1: tried so hard, I feel like, to put our stamp on fandom in some way for
0: years. And yes. it's like, we just haven't ever really taken the leap. And we now we've leap. finally done it. We and took the leap. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we are, one year in of Sky Talkers. This is crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. I feel like that's all this episode is going to be—is me just saying, "Wow, it's been a year. Oh my god, it's been a year. Wow." And (laughs) and honestly, it has been a
1: year. It's been like a quite a long year of debates of waiting for episode eight, like of rebels. We're halfway through now. It's like it's just been an insane year, and even of books, of comics, of like Mm -hmm. everything Star Wars, and and of our lives too. I know, know, and so much has changed it's such a weird year of transition like for Mm -hmm. us personally and i feel like it's i I don't know i this has been a crazy year and just the podcast has been like the cherry on top of it all and it really has been so great and i I love sitting down at my microphone basically every other week or more because obviously we do that Mm -hmm. and talking about star wars and having a forum and an outlet to talk about star wars with my best friend it's just so
0: fun oh my god retweet (laughs) retweet that.
1: <laughs> Agreed. But, Agreed. So in in this episode, we have
0: it's it's recently. a Q and A episode.
1: Yeah, we were trying to think of something that we could do that was special, that was different, and kind of take a break from our The Last Jedi analysis um, to kind of celebrate the one year. And we asked for questions from you guys, and really, we also wanted to update our kind of signature segment, which is our Star Wars dinner. Which Star Wars Caitlin, dinner. you can explain <laughs> as you always <laughs> do. <laughs>
0: Charlotte hates explaining the Star Wars <laughs> dinner, and for some reason, she thinks I'm better at it, but I'm not, I, I feel like I never explained it very well. Um, but like Charlotte said, this is a QA episode about us, about Star Wars, all that good stuff. So it is going to be three parts. In part one, we're going to do our updated Star Wars dinner, which I'll explain in a minute. And in part two,
1: we are going to. Uh, answer a bunch of star wars and sky talkers questions
0: and then in part three we got a handful of questions you guys want to know just about our regular lives outside of star wars which admittedly is not much but you know it's there just kidding (laughs) um okay so should we jump into part one yes so without further ado let's get started so who talks first you talk first i talk first Okay, welcome to part 1, which is our 20, I guess we shouldn't say updated. It's more like our 2018 Star Wars dinner. It's mm-hmm. an annual. It's an annual occurrence event. It's kind uh, of an annual thing. Yeah, it's an <laughs> annual thing now. So, the history of Star Wars dinner for the Sky Talkers is not a great story. It's just that one day we were in the car and had nothing else to talk about, and we imagined a world in which we were able to invite five people from the Star Wars universe to our house for a dinner. And the question became, who would you invite and why? And you want to make sure you have a good conversation, and you want to make sure that you get all your favorites in, which there's only five spots available at the dinner so it's really hard (laughs) um (laughs) but charlotte and i did our star wars dinner in our very very first sky talkers episode um and it was we had we had good dinners i think uh so my dinner in 2017 was of course the one and only dave filoni Number two was Gareth Edwards, because if you remember, Rogue One had just come out. And then Carrie Fisher, Ewan McGregor, and Mark Hamill.
1: Yeah. And so mine, it's kind of funny. I look back on mine and I'm like, what the heck? But <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's why we do them every year. And it's always changing. Um, so mine was Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards, Freddie Prince Jr., Carrie Fisher, and Dave Velloni. I really don't know why I had Freddie Prince Jr. in <laughs>
0: <laughs> something, something must have come out with rebels like right around that time, and I think like, so. And, yes, and that's really what influences the dinners, though. Like I feel like mm-hmm. this is
1: really indicative of how it how it goes. And like even from the past year of hearing, we ask every guest who's on the show what their dinners would be, and um, even from having a bunch of guests on and hearing their amazing suggestions for the dinner, my dinner really hasn't changed. Like, I really haven't, like, stru- I don't know. It's not I that know. different. I know.
0: Same. Our, our guests have such interesting dinners. Like, they're so much more creative than we are when it comes to our Star Wars dinner. Um, like, I, I was listening back to our first episode to remember who we had put for our dinners. And Charlotte's first one was Ryan Johnson. And you were like, I just want to know things. <laughs> It's true, though. I still do. (laughs) And then you you invited Dave and you were like, I want to see what comes out at the dinner. Like, what will I find out from the dinner? (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah. Oh, no. So what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say the reason I invited Dave and Gareth was because I wanted them to host a podcast together and be best friends. I mean that and would be a really good podcast. That's I know, a great <laughs> podcast. Can yeah. you imagine a podcast of just Star Wars directors? It would be so good. Wow, wow. I'd love that. I just want to be the final <laughs> wall of all their
1: conversations. So yes. it makes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so who wants to start? Um, I'll start. Okay. Okay, my number one continues to be Ryan Johnson.
0: Nice, and you know what? My number one continues to be Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> yep. he's just—you okay. gotta have him at dinner, okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean he's my number two, so that's a good transition. Oh, Dave Filoni, yeah, good. Yeah, my number two is a new addition, and it's really just in light of the Last Jedi. And oh no, <laughs> it's Adam Driver. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we're going to be best friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay my number three is george lucas who weirdly didn't make the list on either of ours last time which is he weird
0: didn't, he didn't. well that's the thing if you're trying to have good conversation and find out things about what's coming down the line george lucas isn't the person to tell you what's coming down the line because he's not- know but I just want George Lucas there. I want to ask him about the sequels. I know. I know. That's really I what, it, what it's about Ooh. for me. You yeah. got to be careful, though, because you've invited Ryan. And I don't think George – if George had anything bad to say about The Last Jedi, I don't think he would say it in front of Ryan. He might, though. You never know, George. <laughs> <laughs> he might lay it on the line. See, that would be good if you have Dave and George at a dinner together. But throwing in – St directors might throw a wrench in your plan, <laughs> depending on what George really thinks about them. Okay, who's your number three? My number three is John Boyega. Whoa, you you're really going for the actors. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you see, I'm really thinking about the 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 tone of my dinner, and that that's really what I had in mind when I when I did this seating arrangement. <laughs> Did you read that story about how John just likes to give Adam Driver hugs, and Adam doesn't really like the hugs, and he's always so serious on set, but John just wants to make him laugh? Yeah, I mean, I love that. I just think that maybe 2018 for you is really all about the actors,
1: and for me, it's really all about the directors.
0: Who's your next <laughs> to say? Who's your next person? Well, okay, not a director, but <laughs> is like it might Richard well Marquand. No, it's John
1: Williams. <laughs>
0: oh, I oh, I almost switched out my John Boyega for my for John Williams, but I didn't.
1: Yeah, gotta be John. Gotta ask him about everything.
0: I know. Gosh. Maybe he'll write a score for you, like for the dinner party. Oh my god, can you imagine? No, wow. I can I literally like, cannot. <laughs> that would be the best ever. It would be have to be like a march, though, because I like the marches. Yeah, I want a skirt, though. So. Exactly. Caitlin's sky Sky Talker <laughs> That's what we need. Oh my oh god. god. Harris <laughs> Thor's is basically our skirt, so <laughs> True. True. Um, my number four is Carrie. And again, like just imagine Carrie, John, and Adam. Like John and Carrie would just try to make like they would be have so much fun with Adam. It'd be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one.
0: Honestly, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm into. It. And I'd get I'd get them to act out all the Leia and Kylo scenes that we're never going to see. Oh, wow, yeah. you just made me sad. Why'd you go I got there? serious. I got serious. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who's your number 5? Carrie. Okay. <laughs> all right. sad. Yeah. <laughs> um obviously
1: Carrie. It has
0: to be Carrie. She yeah, has, has to come. To Carrie. It has to be Carrie. It has to be Carrie. My last one is so hard. I still don't know if I fully decided, but I I think it's going to be Ryan Johnson.
1: Okay. We, we ask him about the new trilogy. Ask him about yeah. the movie.
0: I just want them – I don't even need them to talk about Star Wars. I just need them to all have a conversation and Carrie be the ringleader, and it would just be great. You know, I respect that. I, 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 yeah. Okay, so who's your runner-up? I think my runner-up right now is either – Ian McGregor, Mark Hamill, Daisy really okay. blow
1: <laughs> your role. I said one runner up. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your one runner up? Um, Are you seriously not gonna say Mark Hamill? Are you I, really?
0: I think I really want Daisy to come too, because I think I think we too could be best friends. it's probably mark it's mark it's mark all right it's mark (laughs)
1: okay my my runner-up is natalie portman which was my runner-up last year Mm -hmm.
0: too i'm still surprised natalie has not just had a seat at your dinner okay so here's
1: where i come from with that i just feel like natalie doesn't really want to have an in-depth discussion about star wars like i just don't see that ever I feel like she's done with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone that I have invited does want to have an in-depth discussion about Star Wars. I think Natalie could be coaxed to have, especially if George is there. I think that, like, stuff would come out and, like, Mm -hmm. her opinions about Padme and everything would come out. It would be great. But I just feel like the others are more willing and able to have an in-depth discussion. That's true. That's true. I'm into that.
0: And again you'd have john write write a theme for your dinner oh yeah it would be so, so good
1: It's kind of like a win-win <laughs> and the food would just be so good f- so, yeah, yeah the obviously food, the food would
0: be great <laughs> yeah it's funny because we've never invited characters to our dinner so many of our guests this past year invited characters i think um, the most popular was ray right because she just needs a good meal
1: yeah that's that's really the whole thing yeah and I mean I agree with that. I just we you and I have never maybe we should do
0: like but I don't really want to. I love my dinner. I well we could have a characters only dinner too. It would literally all be skywalkers. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the problem. So, <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like, it's like with Anakin, Padme, Luke, and Leia, and Kylo, that's five. So you can't invite Daisy. I know. <laughs> or Ray
1: Rey would be my runner-up. Ray would be like- the runner-up,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which according to some people, she could still be a Skywalker, so okay. it works. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I think my favorite dinner guest we had from – Someone who was a guest on our show was um, a Star Wars comic, Jim, inviting George Lucas right before Star Wars A New Hope came out. Yeah, like the time period. Yeah. Jim, the choice. You, yeah. If you go really back into to that, <laughs> that episode, Jim had like specific time. Like he wanted to bring Leia, but only Leia from like Empire Strikes Back or something like that. I don't remember. But I remember he wanted George Lucas right before Star Wars A New Hope came out. And I was like… Yes, that would be so interesting because no, that would have been great. It would have been so great.
1: Totally, and I completely agree. I feel like that point would be a really good time to pick George Lucas's brain too mm-hmm. and ask him all those questions that we just seriously wish we could ask him of yep. like, how much did you think about the entire scope of the story? <laughs> <laughs> that would be number one question really is like, where do you see it going after this if this is successful? What's the next step? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just that conflicting answer is just everywhere, and I I want a straight answer from him, from that.
0: The thing is, I don't know if George has a straight answer.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. I just want Mm -hmm. to hear
0: it from him to me. (laughs) (laughs) From his lips to God's ears. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so – there you have it, guys. Our 2018 Star Wars dinner. If you haven't thought about your own Star Wars dinner, you should. It's a hard question. Ask your friends. Ask your family. And then send it to us so we can yes please
1: at Pod yes. on
0: Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter.
1: <laughs> or you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so let's move on to part two and start answering all those questions. Part two. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to part two, where we're going to answer all your Star Wars slash Skytalkers-related questions that you've asked us. And man, you guys have a lot, so I hope we can get through all of them, or most of them. Um, And obviously, if there's like some overlap, we won't answer. Those we will answer a different one. Um, So let's start off with the first, which we got a lot of emails, a lot of tweets. Um, This one's from Ryan. He asks, My question is, what are your goals as a show? Any dream guests for 2018? Any special coming up this year? Will you be joining us at Dragon Con again this year?
0: There's <laughs> a couple questions. <laughs> yeah, but like
1: can all be answered at one time. Hopefully we'll be going to Dragon Con. Yes. That's the plan. We love Dragon Con. Yes, it's so fun.
0: It's so fun. What
1: what are our goals as a show? Always to be positive, to mm-hmm. talk as in depth about Star Wars that we possibly can from our own perspective and kind of back up everything that we believe Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah and then you go ahead oh i was gonna say when charlotte and i started this podcast we one of the goals we set out from the beginning was to one yes be a positive place within the fandom, but we also really wanted to be like a credible source. Like we wanted people to enjoy our discussions and how we interpreted certain things and that we talked about Star Wars in a logical and intelligent way, which we hope we've done that. I know we haven't always done that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's True. that's been a goal of ours and something we hope to continue to as we move forward in this new era of Star Wars. Yeah. And I mean, another personal goal for the podcast in mind is to
1: kind of talk to people whose voices I think need to be brought on to another level on our show and Mm -hmm. kind of give them a spotlight in a way that our podcast can. Yeah. And then in terms of dream guests. (laughs) Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is definitely the number one dream guest that we both really, really, really want. I think they yes. would clam up and freak out beforehand, and it would be like I wouldn't get any sleep before
0: no, uh-uh, no. talking to him.
1: But <laughs> I, I, I really, 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 really want that to happen somehow.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be... 2018. Wow, man. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> It'd, be <laughs> so good. It'd be so good. Uh, yeah. I Do you remember I did have a dream a couple months ago that we interviewed George Lucas on the podcast. Oh my god. But <laughs> it, w- it was a horrible dream because Charlotte and I have um, a G-doc for every episode that has our outline on it for what we're going to talk about. And, you know, the high points of what we want to speak on. Uh, And in my email or in my dream, there was no G dog. (laughs) And I kept the horror. horror. (laughs) I kept texting Charlotte in the dream. I was like, where's the G dog? Charlotte kept responding. There's no G dog. (laughs) And it was just, it was awful. And, And in my dream, George Lucas was just sitting at the table With no microphone and no G Doc, and just like sitting waiting while we panicked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's just like the opposite of who we are, though, also is like that's like chaos. (laughs) I know,
0: We're not like that at <laughs> <all>. <laughs> very organized. Oh my gosh, it was awful, but yeah, I think most attainable high dream is Dave Filoni. That could happen. Yeah. It could happen, right? It could totally happen.
1: Yeah, and I'd love to talk to Freddie Prince Jr. I'd
0: love to talk to Ashley yeah. Eckstein. Ooh, Sam Witwer. I want to talk to Sam love Witwer. That. Would love to talk to Kyle Newman. Yes. Um, who else? That, see, those are people we'd want to talk to, like, about Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, someone like Dave Filoni or, or George Lucas, it's, like, interviewing them about their career in Star Wars. And, of course, Freddie and Sam and Ashley have all had careers within Star Wars. But they like to talk about Star Wars like we like to talk about Star Wars, too. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah, completely. I also think I'd want to talk to
1: Tia Sarkar. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just rattling off the entire Rebels cast. Yeah, I know. But
0: Ooh, Matt I really Lander, wanna... We haven't heard from him in a long time. Let's oh bring him God. up too. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and James Arnold Taylor. Ugh. Everyone. Matthew Wood. <laughs> I do – I would love to talk to Matthew Wood. He would be so fun. We're, we're basically best friends. <laughs> he just doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean – Honestly, anyone who's ever
1: had any sort of relationship with Star Wars, I generally want to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, that's let's, really the
0: thing. Well, let's just insert a blanket statement of Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: our I'm, like, dream drawing guest with my hands. is Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. <laughs> like, there's a
1: tree of everyone who comes under the Lucasfilm umbrella, and like, that's the dream guest. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Let's get Let's get Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni on the show too. Yes, I know that's your dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's both our dreams, okay? <laughs> it
1: is. <laughs> it is.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Sarah's
1: question. Sarah Dempster, who's been on the show a couple times, um asked us, just you know, because this is a family-friendly show, I'm gonna change this to Kiss Mary Kill. Yep. Um Okay, so the first round of Kiss Mary Kill <laughs> is really hard. Luke, They're Kylo, and Anakin.
0: So, so hard. Caitlin, why, so why don't hard. you go
1: first for this one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna kiss Kylo. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised. Oh no. Oh this this is <laughs> exactly where I know where it's yeah. going. <laughs> you know where it's going. I'm gonna marry Luke and unfortunately I'm gonna kill Anakin. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm going to
1: kill oh. Luke. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> What? Kiss Whoa. Kylo,
0: marry Anakin.
1: Whoa. Are you really that surprised with that one? Like, I thought, seriously.
0: I thought you would totally kill Kylo.
1: Really? I want to yeah. kiss Kylo. Obviously.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you'd kiss... Luke is, Luke is clearly the one you marry. Like, yeah, he, he is. He's, but he's like, the like, most... I, really I, I mean,
1: want to fulfill my dream of being
0: Padme, Caitlin. I it's is all alive. Is my dream. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Again... I knew you were going to marry Anakin. I just thought you were going to kill Kylo. <laughs> yeah, had to kill Luke. Sorry. Oh, okay. This next one, though, is near impossible, Sarah. <laughs> so it's kiss, marry, kill, Jabba, Wado, or Bore gullet. And there's no good answer here. <laughs> so you go first, Charlotte.
1: Okay. So, oh my God. <laughs> All right. They, literally no good answer. So, this is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> kiss. Oh God. Kiss <laughs> Jabba, I guess? So much tug. So much tug. <laughs> M- Mary Borgullet? What? <laughs> Kill Watto. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so
0: violated right now. You did this, Sarah. You did this. Um okay, I I am I'm I'm, I'm going to kiss Java. I'm going to kill Borgullet. I'm going to marry Watto because Watto's got like a small business, you know? You mm-hmm. can that I mean, you're set up and hopefully hopefully it won't last long and you get out with a lot of money in Tatooine currency. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas Borgullet, he's on Jeddah. You're gone. Yeah. Okay. But then you don't have to be married to Borgullet. You're just dead. <laughs> I mean, honestly, none of those were good. Nope. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so this one is from our friend Danny, and he said, first question is, which non-human species would you be?" Um, I think a twilek, twilek. Yeah, I want to be Max Rebo, whatever he is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dear- <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those robot chicken episodes where yes. he just he's just bopping along? <laughs> that's that would, who you want to be. That would honestly, if I existed in the Star Wars universe, that's that's what I would do. I would just kind of bop around and be in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> that's honestly yeah. actually true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, uh, Danny's next question was: Which political organization—Rebel Alliance, Trade Federation, First Order, etc.—would you be a part of? This is so easy. It's got to be the Rebel Alliance. I can't. I no, it's got to be the Rebels. Resistance, Rebels.
1: I think the OG Rebel Alliance is where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Although, honestly, I think I would like to be in Rebels, the era Rebel Alliance. That's what I mean by OG, like right in the beginning. Oh, well, I figured you meant OG, like,
1: a New Hope Empire. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I do kind of mean that. I don't like, know what I, w- I mean. I, I mean, be, like, that. I want to be Fulcrum. Okay. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be, like, with Bale, Fulcrum, Ahsoka style. Yeah. hmm Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Okay, great.
1: Okay, next question from Danny: What planet would you live on?
0: Naboo. Naboo. Yeah, Naboo or Alderaan. Yeah, coruscant. Um,
1: mm, Coruscant's so artificial. I know, that it's but like, it's, so it's got to be Naboo.
0: I guess I would like vacation to Coruscant
1: for like I'm a gonna, city trip.
0: Yeah, a city trip. I'm gonna I'm gonna live on Alderaan though. Okay, like just like for that the- short amount of time. Rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I live on Alderaan like way before it gets blown up. Sadly. Okay, <laughs> fair. They got mountains. I really like the mountains. Okay, that that concept art by Ralph McQuarrie. It's it's gorgeous, and that's where I'm living.
1: Okay, me too. Like I I love it. I love it. Definitely vacation. Definitely skiing. Definitely doing the hiking that Leia does. <laughs> I'm definitely skiing. You know, I'm visiting, but Naboo my home. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: great. We'll meet at on Coruscant for drinks. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> Okay, and then Danny's last question was, which ship would you pilot? Anakin's Jedi Starfighter in Revenge of the Sith. Ooh. Yeah. It's awesome. That's a good one. I know. <laughs> I know it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say, like, a Naboo ship, because they're just, they're so cool. They're really cool, but they're, like, so big that they're not
1: very nimble. Like, oh, you mean, like-, like, the yellow
0: ones? No, no, oh. I like the Chrome ones. Like, what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not outrunning anyone. I'm max Rebo. I bop around. There's no <laughs> one chasing
1: me. Okay, <laughs> you're max Rebo. You can just like lounge in your Naboo cruiser. Like, on my way fine. to all that, <laughs>
0: because, which is where I live, not on Naboo. <laughs> With your <laughs> Naboo cruiser. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you for those oh.
0: awesome questions, Danny.
1: <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So Franklin asks, "What's your favorite Asajj Ventress moment?" This is a
0: hard one. After reading Dark Disciple, I know. I know. No. Um. I think. I mean, I love her in Clone Wars. I I love her fight with her with between her and Anakin in Ahsoka's last arc in Clone Wars, and Anakin realizes that Asajj is not like it's. Asajj hasn't taken Ahsoka, like, hasn't done anything to Ahsoka and was actually helping her. Um, Yeah. I love their whole exchange. I think it's really great. But I also really love, like, all of Dark Disciple. Me too. It's hard for me not to say all of Dark Disciple. Mm -hmm.
1: But I will say I've always really loved that fight between Ventress and Anakin in the Clone Wars (laughs) micro-series. Oh my gosh. You know exactly what video I'm thinking of in my mind when I say this? Or this fan video that we would watch all the time? Yeah, no, I do. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: it's just, it's a really good fight. Like, I feel like it doesn't get enough attention. Like, it's really good. You know. You know, I'm going to amend my answer to any fight between Asajj and Obi-Wan. Because they just had the best banter.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. true. But then in Dark Disciple, when Obi-Wan like confronts the fact that they have like this sexual energy. <laughs> love that. <laughs> love it. God, that book is such gold. <laughs> it's such a strange book. It's, it's
0: so, so good. good though. And I'm yeah. just like, what am I reading?
1: <laughs> it's like the best Clone Wars episode ever.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Oh gosh. <clears throat> okay. Thank you Franklin. Great question. All right, this next question is from Suara and he said, "What colors and what kind of lightsaber would you have?" Okay, easy for me. And I'm it's very
1: very boring. Regular lightsaber. None of this like double bladed, flippy crap. No. <laughs> ooh, ooh, harsh. Like I'm sorry, but no. And single blade, very normal looking design of the hilt. Blue lightsaber. Going for the blue.
0: I knew that's what you were going to say. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and mine, as you probably know, is going to be very similar. Green. Even like boring hilt and everything? Yeah, although I might have like a backup one that I keep in my Naboo cruiser. That's a helicopter one. <laughs> because you can't resist the helicopter. The helicopter one is so ridiculous. And like, just take a moment <laughs> to imagine Max Rebo <laughs> with a with <laughs> helicopter lightsaber. Like,
1: I can't even imagine Max Rebo like not attached to the keyboard. So then, also having the the helicopter lightsaber, it's just like such a weird image.
0: I just had this vision of the Naboo ship has landed on Alderaan, and then from the top hatch, you just see Max Rebo soar out (laughs) with his flying helicopter lightsaber. Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, good answer for the question, Swara.
1: Okay, so Kay, whose handle is at geek geek K. if you lived in the Star Wars galaxy, what would you want your job to be? Um, I waffle back and forth between wanting to be a like I I don't know a, a Jedi I, I, that's so boring, but like the Jedi are really uh, I don't know I want to be like Ahsoka basically yeah yeah and like uh-huh. being you know. Anakin Skywalker's Padawan and like doing all the, like going on the coolest missions. But then I also think that it would be really rewarding to be in the Senate, especially in the prequel time. My head is always in the prequel time. So that's what I'm talking about right now. But like, yeah, I think that's what I'd want to do and be.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say a politician <clears throat> in the Senate as well. I think I would want to be, this was a hard question, is a really good one. I think I'd want to be a fulcrum agent. I know I've already said that, but I think I'd want to be a fulcrum agent. I'd like to think I have the skills for that. <laughs> okay. In, in, Star Wars. <laughs> in Star Wars World, I would have the skills for that. So, Or I'd want to be a queen on Alderaan like Brea. Okay. Or I want to be like the Alderanian historian and archivist because they've got a lot going on.
1: So did, would you ever want to be like Jocasta Nu? I hope I'm not as bitter as Joe Costaneu. <laughs> but she did <laughs> you know, survive Order 66, so like she's kind
0: of a badass. Yeah, that's true. Um, if I if I were a wrinkly librarian like Joe Costanu, I would write a thesis on the lost twenty and why oh we should remove them from the library. <laughs> Classic. This <laughs> is <just> Cait- <laughs> classic Caitlin
1: back on her soapbox about the Lost 20. Lost 20
0: are so weird and you know it. <laughs> it is so weird. <laughs> Again, is there a bust of Ahsoka in the Lost 20? Is it now the Lost 21?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like that's really
0: the that's really the question. Pablo did not and, and give did, you a clear answer. He didn't. And did they take down Dooku's bust when they figured out that he was a Dark Lord of the Sith? No, because I keep it there in like remembrance. They didn't know he was a Dark Lord of the Sith though when they first put yeah. it up. Yep. True. Was Yoda like, hey, Jocasta, I got something to tell you? <laughs> or like, Jocasta's like, excuse me, Yoda, why are you taking away Dooku's bust from the Lost 20 collection? <laughs>
1: and Yoda just like, like mutters and like like takes the bust away. <laughs>
0: Bust away! It must go. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Although now we're back to the lost twenty because once you take Dooku, you had eighteen, <laughs> but then you add a Soko back in, we're back up to twenty.
1: <laughs> so will it always just remain twenty? Oh my god, oh. Uh, we're like we've gone down a really, really weird path.
0: <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening, I need like I get that the lost twenty are a lesson. Okay, if you guys don't know, like years ago, probably like a year ago, I tweeted Pablo Hidalgo. What is up with the Lost 20? It seems so weird to me to have statues to people who rejected your teaching, the teaching of the Jedi. And Pablo said, maybe it's not so much. What did he say? Basically, he said, it's not so much a glorification, but a reminder and like a lesson. I'm not really sure what the lesson is. But like, what's the lesson if you have a statue that memorializes him? I know. I mean, it's kind of like keeping around memorials that remind us of a negative past and how that's important to be reminded and to know that people are not perfect and your organization is not perfect and there are people who chose not to be a part of it. True. True, but still it's like, okay. I know it's <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like why isn't there a course on like when jedi go rogue instead of a collection of busts of the last 20? <laughs> yep. All right, next question.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the next question is part of uh, three questions that we're going to answer later. Um, So this is just one of them because the first two were kind of falling under the personal section. So this is more Star Wars related. Um, So this is from Rob from the Rula 2 review. Um, He says, congrats on one full year. Here's my question. I'm also aboard the Redemption train with you both. But if that happens, do you think Kylo will still be alive by the time episode nine concludes? All right, we're just going to... Just to not stir up a lot of controversy, yes, we both think that Kylo – or want Kylo to be alive mm-hmm. by the end of episode nine. Yeah. Yep. That's that's
0: really the short answer. Because is- if we start, we'll, just, we'll yeah. just dive in and we'll never get out. So, yes, we both think Kylo Ren will be redeemed. Yes, we want him to live. But no, we don't know if that's what they'll actually end up doing. Yep. Yes. But I still – I, Caitlin, more, and
1: Caitlin and I more and more don't really want the Skywalker line to end with Kylo in in this, the next movie. So I hope he does Mm -hmm. not die.
0: I think it's a more interesting story as well.
1: Me too. And a more interesting continuation of Star Wars. Yep. Truly. We'll get in.
0: Just pick another episode of ours and I'm sure you'll hear a lot about Kylo Ren. <laughs> We're like if you restraining want. ourselves. We really are. So um, our, thank you, Rob, though. Thank you for the question. Um, our next question is from Brian Bailey and he asked, what is your favorite life lesson in Star Wars? Um,
1: really that love has the ultimate saving power is my favorite life lesson in Star Wars.
0: Me too. And I, and I think this message of hope and that hope is renewable. Mm-hmm. I think that's something they've really been good at, at showing throughout these last iterations of Star Wars is that hope is not – when we When we've always talked about hope in Star Wars, nine times out of ten we've been talking about Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And every generation needs a new beacon of hope. You don't have to rely on people from the past. You can use them as – motivation and encouragement and hope as well but there are also people around you in your generation and in your time period doing amazing courageous things to look up to definitely so um
1: i mean there's just so many different life lessons to glean from star wars that are just so inspirational but for me it's
0: really all about love and hope Mm -hmm. yeah and i think we see that so well in the family dynamics throughout star wars and i think that goes back to why we are hesitant to want the end of the Skywalker line. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, it's a thorough thread throughout all of Star Wars. And it would be a shame to lose it, I think. Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. So Brian has a couple of questions, so we'll just go down the line. Um, Who do you want to be more like in the galaxy far, far away? Ahsoka. What about you? Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Padme. Um, What's your favorite, the Clone Wars character arc? Mortis for me. Oh, I really, I really love the Andoran arc. It's so good. It's a really like, good arc. There's really there's like four in my head that I can choose between, but I think Mortis is the one that I'll always go back to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean I love Mortis, but the on like for and for Ahsoka and the Andoran arc. Was so like you got to see so many things at play in that arc: the war, her relationship with Lux, her relationship with Anakin, Anakin's relationship to Ahsoka, and how he teaches her based off of even though he like has so much going on at home with Padme. It's just like there's so many things going on. Um, oh my they, god! Now like, I didn't want to rewatch it like right it's, after this. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a good arc. It's I know you have Stila and Saul. Like it's there's a it's lot so there. Great. There's a lot good, and they do it so well. It's so great. I love that arc. Um, Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite episode in the Clone Wars? Oh, I don't know. My favorite moment in the Clone Wars is when Ahsoka leaves. I think that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's just the most beautifully well animated, well acted, well scripted. The music is perfect. Like everything about it is perfect.
1: Yeah, I think that's my favorite episode overall as well. I think it shows a lot about what the Clone Wars was trying to do in terms of helping out the prequels tell the overarching story of heroes on both sides and the corruptible government and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So, love that episode. And the episodes that precede it as well. That's Mm kind of like, I, I really, in terms of my favorite arcs, like that obviously is an arc that we can always come back to, and it was really masterfully
0: done. Um, mm-hmm. but that final episode is really where it's at for me. So good, and it's like you just—Ahsoka is everything you wish Anakin would have done. That yeah. Anakin had had the ability to come to the same conclusion Ahsoka had, and that just makes it all the more bittersweet when it comes. Definitely. Mm. Okay, our next question is from Derek, and he said, "What made you decide to do a podcast?" He's got a couple of questions, but that was the first one. What made you decide to do a podcast? Okay.
1: So what made us decide to do a podcast? Well, we had been – there's a couple of things that led to this, right? Is Caitlin and I had started a YouTube channel and kind of didn't find that as a good way for us to talk about Star Wars. We, like, didn't – I don't know. It just didn't didn't work for us. It didn't gel. Um, And just because also Caitlin and I were kind of in this transitional period where, like, I was going to be moving and she was going to be moving and we weren't going to be together. So the future of that wasn't going to work. So podcasting really does work perfectly for us since I live in Boston and she lives in Georgia. So it really works out for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but really the cherry on top of it was we had been listening to podcasts basically our, like half our life. And the stuff that we wanted to talk about wasn't being covered on these main podcasts. And we kind
0: of saw an avenue to go on. Right, Caitlin? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think at the time we had really realized the depth of how many other podcasts there were. Totally. Uh, Yeah. And there was like we were listening to like this cycle of, I don't even remember, but like two or three or maybe even five, but it was like... They weren't talking about things in the way that we wanted to talk about. And so then we would just call each other and talk about it. And we were like, why is no one talking about this? When in reality, a lot of people were talking about that. We just weren't <laughs> aware of it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then we went to Dragon Con um, in 2016 for the first time. And we heard a lot of great podcasters who we hadn't heard of um, get up and talk about Star Wars the way we like talking about Star Wars. And we were like – We can do this. And then Rogue One came out, and we were like, we have to do this. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely like the 2017 goal. Like, we Mm -hmm. had
1: plotted out starting it in basically the beginning of December. And then it was just kind of figuring out how to do it, which is a long process. That if any of you have a podcast, you guys know it's a lot of technicalities and buying the mic and like figuring out how to do it yourself and everything. So Mm -hmm. that kind of took a while. And that's why our first episode didn't come out until January 11th.
0: And if you have really good ears, you might know that in our first couple episodes, we weren't actually recording on the mics we had bought. We didn't set up <laughs> the computers correctly and it was only recording from the computer's microphone and not the actual microphone. <laughs>
1: god. Yeah, it's like a it's a real learning process. Like You're yeah. always we're like, Oh my god, we're gonna do this the right way with the best quality. Immediately. And then of course, we didn't even connect it to our computer. Like, what the heck? Properly, What's wrong with yeah. us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so classic. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: This is great. Um, all right. And his next question, Derek's next question was, how did we meet? And we met in middle school. We've gone to school together pretty much our whole lives. Yeah. But we didn't become friends until sixth grade. Um, really, seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. Sixth grade was the start of it, though. Yeah, in seventh grade. And we became friends in seventh grade. And then in eighth grade, we had like the same schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were just together all the time. We did all our projects together. We sat next to each other in every class. And the rest is history.
1: Yep. Talked about Star Wars forever, wrote fan fiction in our heads during P.E. It was, you know, yeah, a wild <laughs> middle school year.
0: <laughs> Watched a lot of fan vids. <laughs> yeah. It Able was great. <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, all right. And what w- his next question was, what would you like to see in the next animated series and future movies?
1: Um, I always go back and forth between this because I, if Ryan Johnson is doing something that like either goes way back or is like not connected at all with the saga films in the same way that like Clone Wars and kind of Rebels were, I am now in the mind that I'm ready to see Luke Skywalker in animated form in his like training experience. I think that would be really cool. Oh, you mean right after Return of the Jedi? Yep. Wow, I don't know if I want that. I, I like have been thinking about it a lot lately, and realized that I know that Lucasfilm would do it really well, and that reading it in a book might not be as visually engaging. Obviously, not at all because it's not visual. Um, as seeing it as an animated series that we can talk about week to week.
0: It's true. I mean, something is coming, right? Something is coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the
1: Lucasfilm animation isn't over, and I know something will but but then of course the live action series is coming too so like will the live action series be fill that spot as well Who knows?
0: I don't know. Guys, this is a real moment. I've been really stressed for Dave Filoni and like what he's doing next. Like I just need – I'm so stressed. I've I've hit it from the podcast, but this is a special episode. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm just like I need to know that he's safe and secure and is like excited about what he's doing next. And I just need to know what it is. (laughs) And I never need – I want him to never leave Lucasfilm. uh, And I'm – Yeah. uh, I really want something live-action directed by Dave Filoni. I know some people have talked about if he directed one of Ryan Johnson's films in the trilogy. I think that would be great. It'd be crazy if he did the live-action series as well. Um, But Dave just has, like, such a great imagination, too, that really flourishes in animation. You know? I just... I, th- that's the thing that I'm kind of excited about is I have no expectations of what's coming down the line outside of the saga films that I'm just, I'm really looking forward to whatever it is. Um, I still, think, I still think that a standalone of a political thriller within the prequel era of like the politicians finding out about Palpatine's plan would be really great. I think it would be so good, but I really don't think it's ever going to happen. It's never going to happen, <laughs> but... If anyone can do it, Dave Filoni and Ryan Johnson can do it. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I, I'd be so here for that. I'm honestly, the truth is, <laughs> I'm I'm open to anything. I really don't care that much about the whole Knights of the Old Republic thing, but if they went down that route, like I'm sure I'll care about it. I didn't really think I was going to care about Rebels that much either, and now I'm totally hooked. So yeah, that's the so, thing. We we never got into it when it was out, but. I'd be into it now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So his next question is, "What's the best and worst episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels?" So we already talked about what our favorite episodes of Clone Wars were. What are the
0: worst episodes? I don't. You know, I don't know. I I don't go back and rewatch the episodes I don't like. <laughs> okay, very easy. Don't like the droid episodes. Okay. Snooze. But the Goldie one, so good, is wow. really good, <laughs> and so is the AP Five and Chopper episode in Rebels. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Seth Green droid too. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I don't, you're right. okay. I don't love and to be honest, I don't even remember it enough to say that I really don't love it. But I remember not being as um, excited about the, what was that? I think it was season four, the underwater arc in the Clone Wars. I know. I, I know. really
1: wanted to love that too. I no, I think I feel like that was part of the Blue Shadow Virus. No, arc. no, no, no,
0: no. Blue Shadow Virus was like early like season one Clone Wars. That's Okay, so definitely not a fan of Blue Shadow Virus. Blue Shadow <laughs> Virus is crazy. It's just yeah. oh no, 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 no. Brain Invaders. Ugh.
1: Wait, Brain Invaders is one of the best ones. Though, I know you know so it. That was scary. like when we got hooked on Clone it's Wars. It's
0: so scary. <laughs> we watched that episode in Charlotte's um Beach House in Massachusetts, and it was, like, really late at night, and we were watching it on an iPhone, and we had the (laughs) headphones in, and, like, everything else was off because it was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I cannot stress to you how scary it was.
1: (laughs) It was so scary. (laughs) It was so scary.
0: (laughs) And I do I do like those episodes, but they're really scary. (laughs) Okay, so what's the best episode of Rebels? Uh, We've had some really good ones in the last – uh, first half of season four. I mean, I love the Ahsoka episodes. Um I know Ahsoka isn't Rebels though, but I think the whole Malachor arc with with particularly with Ezra and Maul's relationship and Kanan too. I thought all of that was really well done. But also Twin Sons was great. I don't know. There are a lot of good ones in Rebels. Twin Sons is my favorite. I know. I love Twin Sons is really good. Yeah so
1: good there's been you're right there's this first half of season four has been so good in my opinion that i it's i would choose one from there and it would be hard for me to choose just one
0: i know Um, and i also
1: feel like those episodes need to settle before i can decide Mm -hmm. if they're my favorite yeah yeah okay does ahsoka live
0: heck yeah that's not even a (laughs) question Derek. (laughs) okay Um, this question is for you <laughs> okay. Thoughts on the Clone Wars micro series. Okay. So I have a
1: weird relationship with the Clone Wars micro series where I like it and I watched it obviously before the new Clone Wars animated series started. And it was really good supplemental material for me um to fill my prequel loving heart's void. <laughs> and I watched it on my little iPod. I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You made
1: <laughs> me watch it on your little iPod <laughs> like- Yeah, and they still, like, you can't even get them on iTunes anymore, but they still live on my iTunes, like, grandfathered in somehow. Um, I do love certain moments in that Clone Wars um, series. Like, I can even, off the top of my head, I love the part in the cave where Anakin sees the cave drawings. And it's very similar to Mortis, where he sees the cave drawings kind of show him everything that he would become, like, with... uh, the helmet and everything and even with Padme and Mortis just did that more in a more articulated way. Um, I also really like how the Clone Wars micro series really lines up with Revenge of the Sith and you can see Padme and everything that she was kind of dealing with right before Revenge of the Sith and even though it's not canon now in my head because they never really filled in that part the whole like Chancellor kidnapping plot um, at least I, I think that's in the micro-series. Now I'm kind of trying to remember if that's in a different book. But I feel like there's some overlap there. Anyway, um, I do think that there's a lot of merit in the Clone Wars ser- micro-series, but I don't think it's like pertinent, necessary to the Star Wars canon. Um, I think there's some weird choices also with Anakin eating bugs. It's kind of funny because it does kind of add yeah. a little bit more to Anakin's character. I love when Anakin and Obi-Wan are sneaking into the droid factory there's a lot of stuff that I really do love about the micro series. I just really haven't revisited it in in a long time um but I do give it like a b
0: that's <laughs> yeah, kind of my thing I, i've only i think that was one of the first things you tried to show me as I was getting into star wars classic, classic. I and totally I was, like- <laughs> it's like too much. <laughs> This is weird because yeah. I probably had watched like one or two episodes and I was like, yeah, I can get into this. And you're like, let's start here. <laughs> like Clover's <laughs> Micro Series. Because uh, I, I really just remember like Anakin and the weird tattoos in the cave. Like that's what I remember. And then do you remember there's that great video to that song, um, Tarzan and Jane. Yes, that's what I was referring to before with the Anakin and yeah. the Massage
1: Ventress
0: mm-hmm. So good. There's this fan vid that we used to watch all the time to the song Tarzan and Jane, and it's <laughs> Anakin and Padme Clone Wars micro series. It's it's a lot of crazy, but it's a lot of fun. So I feel like that's not even on YouTube anymore. I don't think sad. it is either. If it if it is, you can find it in the Sky Talkers podcast <laughs> YouTube channel (laughs) oh my god
1: here you go plugging it again it's great though you can find it on our website click the youtube Mm -hmm. thing Yep.
0: yep there you go all right next question so this one is i'm a new listener catching up but it sounds like you haven't read many eu books you would be right what have you read and what did you like or not like um i feel like i've
1: read a fair amount of prequel era eu yeah you have like, all the stuff with Suritachi, I've read. If Padme was in it, I've read it. <laughs> um, Outbound Flight. Some stuff with Mary Jade. But, like, I-, I just, like, never really clung on to that, really. Like, fan fiction was kind of where my head was at after Revenge of the Sith. Um mm-hmm. And Caitlin and I really tried to read the Timothy Zahn books. And it was just kind of... It's still in progress, guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not that I haven't. We haven't liked them. It's just like again, like other other things have been coming out that we've wanted to spend time in, like Canon Star Wars. Like it's yeah. hard when there's like twenty books that come out per year,
1: and you want to stay up to date. Up to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's like these. It also like kind of messes with my mind in a weird way. Like I remember mm-hmm. reading the first few chapters of the first. Yeah, um, it was Rock, it was book, freaky, and yeah. I was like, what oh, this isn't Ben. Like, what am I reading? This is a different... It was just really confusing for me. And I'm sure that's kind of, like, hard for some listeners to hear because it's, like... And I totally get the attachment to these books because I really do think they're well-written and awesome. But I just... It's kind of hard for me to reconcile it in my brain. So I haven't really picked it up in a while. One day. Um, Soon.
0: Maybe, maybe maybe after han solo comes out and all of that has died down and we have like a, a like a good 8 months before things start really picking up for episode 9 yeah could be that's a we'll good see. idea we'll see. yeah i know for me the eu pretty much lived on wikipedia <laughs> in relation to the <laughs> fanfic i was reading and what i needed to know in order to get the fan fiction i was reading yeah, that's me too. Like, yeah, honestly, I lived on Wikipedia,
1: and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I learned things.
0: Yeah, same. It was like I knew Mara Jade was my favorite because she was she obviously married Luke, and I was like, Luke deserves happiness. Let yeah, and her backstory, her backstory is so, cool. is so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, and. And you were reading a lot of fan fiction
1: with Marjade at the center. So you had mm-hmm. to learn a little bit more about her to understand her character. Yeah. In
0: relationship to the fan fiction. So like it made sense. Yeah. There was this really good one, guys, called <laughs> <laughs> High Flying Adored. I loved this story. It was – it's actually – it's kind of weird. It's kind of like Luke had joined – like Luke lived with Vader, like grew up with Vader. And was like this dark side prince. And then Mara was with the Rebellion. And they had to like get married, (laughs) like (laughs) join an alliance or something like that. And it was like Mara had to, like, she didn't want to marry Luke, but she had to. And then, of course, they fell in love or something like that down the line. But I remember loving it. (laughs) So good. That's why fan fiction is so great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay. So the next question is from
1: Fabio Fiore When did you get the spark that lighted the fire? Of of Sky Talkers. Sorry, you had to quote quote Haldo and Poe. Never um, apologize
0: for that quote. Yeah,
1: no. Um, we mentioned this before. Really, it was kind of the spark. Really, was Dragon Con and seeing all these other people talk about Star Wars in an educated way that we felt we could participate in, um, and we wanted to participate in. So, honestly, like from a personal standpoint, being on that panel this past Dragon Con after the previous Dragon Con. Watching people talk about Star Wars, it was like a really big moment for both Caitlin and I mm-hmm. in how far we had come in trying to like make this dream of talking about Star Wars come true.
0: Yeah, um, it was a really big come like full circle kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, and then especially after, because that was in September, and we didn't start the podcast till the next January. But after mm-hmm. Rogue One came out, and we were so excited to talk about it, and that was that—that that was really the the spark I think I mean and I I I also think that like you can't
1: kind of brush under the the table how Carrie's death also kind of influenced the podcast because yeah it was like okay well Carrie lived her life so authentically it's like why should we pretend or like hide behind the fact that we love Star Wars and like we want to talk about it so like we should just go for it mm-hmm. Carrie would go for
0: it yeah so yeah. Yeah, That exactly. was kind of a big thing. It was. Miss her. Um, okay, so the next question is from Zook. And he said, for the two of you, what was your first major disagreement over anything Star Wars? Um, I really struggled with this
1: question because I really know. don't think we disagree with a lot of things. But I think it kind of goes back to like that first time I showed you Star Wars. And I was like bracing you for how different the original trilogy was going to look. <laughs> and then I ended up And laughing. you were like what the heck? It was so good. <laughs> that was not necessarily a disagreement, but like I was not expecting that um reaction from you. So that wasn't a disagreement, but it was a surprise.
0: Yeah, I don't it's weird because we don't have a lot of like we have that was th- another reason why we started the podcast is because we know each other's opinions on Star Wars and they're pretty much the same opinions. <laughs> yeah. And so we wanted to talk to other people too and then – and also talk to each other more in depth about why we think certain things about Star Wars. I, yeah, I – I, this is a really great question and I wish we had an interesting answer for it, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of happy we don't, so it's I fine. know. Me too. Me too. Um <laughs> But yeah, even even like throughout Clone Wars, I don't I don't even think we ever disagreed on what would happen to Ahsoka. Um No, it was just like a fun theorizing thing yeah. that we did I think you tried to convince me that she was gonna die, but I just like could not handle that. And I, so- I kind of
1: see a theme through the years. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know, I like fully convinced Caitlyn right before The Last Jedi that Luke was gonna die. It was so bad. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: why am I laughing I always do this and- <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's funny it's funny okay it was just like an onslaught of texts of he's gonna die this is why he's gonna yeah. die this is how he's it's- gonna die
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I was kind of wrong about how he was going to die so I'm really happy I was wrong about that but yeah because it was way better definitely
0: okay The next question is from Xander, and he said, he asked, what have been some of your favorite moments from the films, shows, and books since Lucasfilm was bought by Disney?
1: Okay, so it's hard not to say The Force Awakens and, like, the whole leading up to The Force Awakens, post-Force Awakens, and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. really, it's hard not to say that. But I have to say, I really have loved what, like, Lucasfilm publishing and, everyone at like Del Rey and all the book people (laughs) have been doing. I love reading the books. I love, um, what we've seen from Jin, what we've seen from Leia. I love Claudia Gray's books. And those are kind of my favorite moments. Mm -hmm. I think also giving me an Avenue into getting into comics. Um, yeah, because before it wasn't, yeah, yeah, that was not ever a thing. And like the comics now for honestly, they just kind of mean more, um, They're more linear, and I definitely appreciate that.
0: I agree. I think my favorite moment is actually the moment it happened when I called you (laughs) about the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney and the announcement that there were going to be three more films. And it's it's like one of those moments I just remember exactly where I was and what I said on the phone and how you didn't answer the phone, and I was just hyperventilating, and then you finally called me back, and we just – like, cried. Freaked the freak out. Um, <laughs> I think that's been one of my favorite moments, just, like, right before The Force Awakens came out in the theater, was just as good as it gets for me. Um, but I, I have loved all of the books, especially, like, Lost Stars, the Claudia yes. Gary books. Like, Lost Stars was just earth-shattering for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. There have been there have been so many great moments. Um and there are going to be so many other great moments, too. The introduction of all these, like, Kylo and Ray, and, like, the continuation of these characters is just... It's been fantastic. It's a great yeah. time to be a Star Wars fan, guys. <laughs> I also feel like we've been saying
1: it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan basically my entire life <laughs> since I've been a Star Wars fan. Like, you and I had been saying this when Clone Wars was out. And yeah. we were like, this is... A really amazing time to be a Star Wars fan because we're getting more in depth into Star Wars than we ever had been before, Mm -hmm. and I still stand by that statement. It was such a good time to be a Star Wars fan, and anyone who like lived through that period and like went to Star Wars weekends and like really, really, really got obsessed. Yeah, seriously, got obsessed with that cast and who was making Clone Wars. That was such a good time,
0: and it it just fun. It
1: It was
0: yeah. It's you know for us, it's been so great because we got into Star Wars. I mean, you were obviously in it before, but, like, we both like, – I didn't really have anyone to be yeah, in it with, yeah. so we'll just, we'll just say, like, 2005, we really only had, like, one year where there was, like, nothing coming down the pipeline. Yeah. On. You know, like, 2007 was, in, was like, a sad year. <laughs> but <laughs> even then, we were still just, like, obsessing over everything we already had, and we were getting so into Star Wars that we didn't notice. And, and then 2008 comes around, and you have the Clone Wars coming out, and it's, like – here we are, and then it's just been nonstop ever since.
1: Definitely. Okay, so the next question is from Mark. He asks, "I'm relatively new to your podcast, so I don't know if you answered this, but when did you first see anything Star Wars for the first time?" Um, anything Star Wars, and we've told we've told the story a couple times, but um, if you're new to the podcast, like Mark, here's the story.
0: Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yes. I'm very glad if you're this here. This is your first episode you're listening to. Please let us know. I hope I hope <laughs> you come back. This is all over the place.
1: <laughs> um the first time I saw Star Wars was The Phantom Menace. I was 5. My dad took me to the theater. I cried. It was too loud. Then my mom showed me the series and I really loved it. Um Caitlin, you go.
0: So, uh the first time I did not grow up with Star Wars at all. I had not seen it when I met Charlotte. And basically, Charlotte and I made this deal that she would show me Star Wars, which is her favorite thing, and I would show her a Sailor Moon movie, which at the time was my favorite thing. Um, But Charlotte clearly got the better end of the bargain because Star Wars is six films and the Sailor Moon film is only one. And we're not talking about who our favorite Sailor Scout is. So you can kind of see what happens at the end is that (laughs) we (laughs) both fell even more in love with Star Wars. And here we are. But I watched them. Charlotte showed them to me, um, one through six. Thank you, Mark, for your question. Um, here's Ryan's question. I know you like the character of Kylo Ren a lot,
1: and like me, I relate to him. On how, how do you both relate to him? How do I relate to Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's kind of personal. But like, I, I feel like we can all. Maybe we can't all. Maybe I can't speak for everyone. Well, how do you relate to Ky- Kylo Ren, Caitlin?
0: I I don't know. Um it's weird because I I never questioned my loyalty to that character from like the moment we met him. I yeah. I I'm not going to say I knew cuz I don't know how this saga is going to end, but I assumed that he was going to be redeemed and that has followed me through this whole journey so far in the sequel trilogy. I think, as far as relating to him, Kylo is obviously a really extreme example, but of not knowing like where you belong exactly. Yeah. I think that's a big part of Kylo's character, and again, like he he's obviously a very extreme situation. Yeah, it's exaggerated um, in this fairy tale. Yeah, it's completely exaggerated at the biggest scale. You probably can be. But I think that's a big part of it, of, like, feeling knowing you should be doing something a certain way, but just, like, you can't. Yeah. You know, it's weird. And and it, to have, like, a kind of a, a humorous example, it's like when you're all ready to, like, do your homework, and then your parents come in and are like, are you doing your homework? And suddenly – You don't want to do your you homework can't do your, You can't do your yeah. homework anymore. Um, I think that's, that's like, a really lighthearted <laughs> way to explain it. But I think for me, Kylo – I don't know, it's just something for me he's a really tragic character and a character I I don't know, I'm really invested in at this point. Definitely. I
1: think that it really it comes down to figuring out who you are. And I mean, I feel like I relate to Ray in the same way that I relate to Kylo. Like they're very similar mm-hmm. in that they both um are trying to understand what their role is in this story. And I feel mm-hmm. like that could probably be related. To life, like who are you, and do like what your did what your parents do before, like doesn't matter. You have to be your own person, and like how do you go about that? I think that that is somewhat relatable in both Ray and in Kylo.
0: Yeah, I think with Ray, it's like we're. I think we're all so much like her too. You know, we want to be somebody. We want to have. We want to have this a great, great adventure, and we want to be an expert or this great author or actress or philanthropist, like whatever it is, we want to be known and we all, we all want to be the Skywalker of our own story, right? Like to be the only hope essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see someone like Kylo and just because he have it, he has it all doesn't mean he has it all, you know, definitely that makes sense. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ryan's next question. What is in the best part about starting a podcast? Um,
0: so many a, things.
1: Lot, a lot of things. I think the best part is a consistent place to talk about all the things that I find exciting about Star Wars. Where
0: mm-hmm.
1: I used to text Halen like 20 different things a day about cool things that were happening in Star Wars. And now we get to talk about them um, together on air and have like this record of it. I think that's really the best thing about starting a podcast is like really getting... I don't know to explore this other side of. K- I mean, Caitlin and I have been friends forever, and like now we get to do it on air and talk about Star Wars together and share it with all of you guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, I agree. I think it's. I like. I'm so glad we have this outlet now. Like just a, like as best friends, knowing that we don't live next door to each other anymore. That's. Like, that's, like, the sentimental side of it. It's, like, now I know that you have to talk to me at least every other week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. It's, like, in the schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's
1: no you know. excuses. We're going to talk to each other even if it's not about, like, real-life stuff. It's about Star Wars. And it's, I know. like, it's
0: great. And the so. thing that's great, too, about it is it's, like, usually before or after we record, we usually are on the, the Skype recorder or whatever it is we're doing for at least another 20 minutes just – Talking about, talking about other stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether like, it's fandom or like life. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. I, like before this call or before this episode, I was complaining to her about my class schedule, you know. And before I don't feel like we had like when we were like when we were in college and we were you were in Boston and I was here, I don't feel like we had that kind of communication all the time. Just no. because we, we were both busy, you know, it was just it was life. It happens. Um, yeah. But now we do. And from, like, that standpoint for our relationship, I think that's – I really like it. <laughs> 100% agree. 100%. But then, of course, like, just meeting everyone we've met and, like, actually getting to know the people we've seen on Twitter before. Oh, yeah. It's awesome.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, people don't really know this maybe I just haven't advertised it but I had been following most of the people that I interact with on the daily <laughs> on Twitter for like years and I was like liking the stuff secretly as like a protected account forever like literally until like April right Caitlin
0: yeah from when we started the podcast I was like and I my pot my Twitter has always been public but I never I didn't tweet that much I still don't but I, like, really didn't tweet much before we started the podcast. And I was like, Charlotte, you got to you gotta make your Twitter public. <laughs> yeah, because if, like, Caitlin
1: and I ever had a question, like, I'd be like, Caitlin, you tweet Pablo. Like, you tweet these people. Because yeah. I was always protected. And now I'm not. And I feel like it was, like, the best choice ever to, like, reach out to the people that I follow and who had great Star Wars opinions and made funny Star Wars jokes that I always loved and loved to retweet. Yeah. So...
0: It's weird because I – It's funny. It is funny. And I didn't think that I could actually like form a relationship with people on Twitter through like pretty much exclusively through Twitter. I didn't think that was the thing. Like when people talked about internet friends, I was like, okay, that's cool. But really, they're friends. Totally. (laughs) You know? Um, And I I don't think I expected that at all. So that's been – really great too. And like seeing people's responses to the things we talk about um, and how they – like our listeners, you guys give us new insight into things we don't understand or point of view we're not considering, like the emails we get. Like it, it's so, it's so fun. I love that part of it. Like getting an email from a listener, from one of you guys with a response, like something we've said, like, hey, have you thought about it this way? like it makes my day it makes both our days me too me too uh it's so great um and so how have you found the star wars
1: podcasting community we kind of answered this but so welcoming so, welcoming. so great mm-hmm. um when we started our podcast i mean it seemed like we were just kind of in the void and Immediately we were like completely accepted within the podcasting community. It was like mm-hmm. remarkable. I yeah. honestly can't even believe it. I remember being out for a walk one day and like getting all these Twitter followers and people listening to our show and being like, oh my God, like people are listening to us. This is so I know, weird. I know. And I was in
0: class and Charlotte sent me all of the people who tweeted at our at our show Twitter. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I really can't believe that people have not only listened but like it enough to comment and tell us that they like it. That's just that's it's still crazy to me when you guys respond to our show. Me too, and it'll. I don't think it'll ever not be crazy, and I hope no. I never lose sight of that because yeah. I don't. I don't think I can. It's mm-hmm. just
1: so crazy. Yeah.
0: So thank you, thank you for everyone who has taken a moment out of their day to tell us what you think about our show and comment on something we said and and bring up a new perspective like it really like we really read everything and we really appreciate it
1: definitely okay so our next question is from Brian Balance um, he asks which episode of the past year is your favorite this is so uh, hard. <laughs> 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 um i think Are you one gonna- of my what am I going to say? Are you going to say the celebration episode? Yeah, I was going to say the celebration episode. Yeah. <laughs> I really- not gen- not honestly because, like, the content is good or what we talked about. It's just, like, kind of – I listen to it all the time because it, like, brings me back to this, like, special place of, like, cool four days where Star Wars was, like, everything. And, like, the audio that we have there from watching the trailer for the first time is, like, really special. I don't know. I love mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah. That – I love that episode. Um. I, that might be my favorite too. I just, I don't know. I can't pick one. We've had a lot of really fun ones. I mean, I loved our episode with a Star Wars comic. I felt like that one was just so fun. Like the different parts, like our interview with them. And then we were talking about the Han Solo movie. And I forget what the third part was, but it was just like, I think that was our first Smorgasbord episode. Yeah. And yeah. that one was just so fun. I just remember I having a really great time with that one and then starting our Sky Talkers Machete order. Um, I love doing our Sky Talkers Machete. I think that yeah, was really fun. I
1: really, really like the Revenge of the Sith episode
0: of that one. Yeah. Uh huh. I really liked, I still really love our New Hope episode and analyzing the transition from Phantom Menace to A New Hope. Yeah. That was just a transition I'd never seen or heard talked about before or watched. And, it was like watching a new movie. So I really loved that. And then our book review. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I've loved, I've loved all of our guests too. Like having Hair, um, Scavenger's Horn on and Sarah and a Star Wars comic and Michael and Hannah and their and Annalise. Star Wars classroom and Annalise. Yeah. Oh my God. We haven't even talked about being in the looking I'm for, for documentary. Document. Document. It's, it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year, guys. And, I can't pick a favorite. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next question is from Flash Gordon Minute Podcast. And his question is, what other pods influence you? And how did your goals for Sky Talkers change over the year? Um,
1: other what other podcasts influenced us? Um, obviously we started off with the This Galactic Life moniker underneath Sky Talkers. We've dropped that since, haven't really talked about it, but it's easier just with Sky Talkers. And I think be, it's like This American Life, which is also in a three-part format. So, that definitely influenced us. Um, in terms of discussion podcasts, I think every Star Wars podcast influenced mm-hmm. our discussion. Like, I, No podcast goes unturned, really, in terms of what we listen to and what influences us in what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of,
0: one of the ones that I remember we listened to on our way to Florida was Kyle Newman's The Franchise which is yeah. on the app Howl. Mm-hmm. And I remember we like devoured that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was great because that podcast does something pretty similar to what we tried to do with our machete, which is go through each movie and kind of analyze it. And um, with our machete series, that's kind of what we tried to do yeah. as well. So I feel like we have a lot of different influences um, in terms of podcasts. And mm-hmm. I'm always consistently listening to, Podcast outside of the Star Wars realm to try to get more ideas and different concepts, and obviously for our Fulcrum Files, our thirty second to twenty second recap is lifted as a concept from the Harry Potter and the Sacred Text mm-hmm. podcast. Which, if you're a Harry Potter fan, highly recommend. That is the best Harry Potter podcast. Um, so lots of different influences there. Well, go ahead. I was going <laughs> to say I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan.
0: I've listened to it and I love it too. Yeah, it's a really good podcast, it's really
1: good. but. Podcasts aren't created in a vacuum and no one's opinion is either. And obviously, all these different influences and theories and everything all come from different places. It's mm-hmm. really cool.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. And I think since we've started the podcast, we've like heard of so many new podcasts and it's just – it's constantly been a source of inspiration seeing how people talk about things and, and the way they set things up and, and getting advice about editing and microphones. And it's, it's just all been really fun. Definitely. And for our goals, I think that we've
1: just honestly tried to strive to have better audio quality, um, bring on better guests. And our goals just keep getting bigger, obviously, as mm-hmm. time goes by.
0: Yeah. Um, I think our, our main goal has always been to try and be as authentic and genuine as we can on this podcast as yeah. well and to never like sugarcoat our opinions or I don't know. Um we've just always tried to be really ourselves on this show. And I definitely hope, I hope that comes through. <laughs> Me too. Like it or not, this is us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so our next question. Is from, and I'm sorry if I butcher this handle, but at just saying, say, what's a figurative hill you would have died on a year ago that you wouldn't anymore? And have either of you had permanent changes in hand cannon after discussions with one another? Um, a hill I would have died on last year would be that Luke Skywalker survives into episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was really convinced last year that that wouldn't happen.
0: Um, a hill I. Would have. I mean, you guys know I was a huge Ray Kenobi fan, (laughs) but the thing is, never once have I said that I think they're gonna do Ray Kenobi. That was just always my favorite personal headcanon. I I thought they would do Ray Nobody, but I'm still really I still really love the Ray Kenobi theory. Um, I think honestly, not caring about the solo movie was something I didn't think I would ever really get fully on board with. And I feel like that, that's, that's changing. I can feel it in the air. Like, <laughs> I can feel myself getting hyped for it. And I really didn't think I would get hyped for it. I mean, I knew I would be excited like the week or so before it came out. But I never thought that I would really start to get pumped and like anxious for it in a good way. And I can kind of feel myself reaching out and letting those feelings in now. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Except
1: I've been really excited about it for a while. I think it's gonna be really good. So Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and then in terms of changes in headcanon after discussions with one another, um I don't know about headcanon, but I think Caitlin has kind of made me I've always loved Ahsoka too, but Caitlin has kind of made me understand Ahsoka and like basically our headcanons really about. Like Ahsoka's relationship with Anakin and like what she thinks about Padme. And I think that our conversations that we've had over the years about Ahsoka have allowed me to form certain headcanons about that, I guess.
0: Aw, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first went to Clone Wars, the movie, and I I was not I was not ready to see the Clone Wars movie. I didn't think it was gonna be good, but I knew I was gonna love Ahsoka. It was weird. It was very strange. I, like, wasn't super excited to see the movie, but I knew I would love Ahsoka. It's and like your your obsession with Kylo Ren. It was always there. It was always there. It was it was never a question for me. And I don't know why, because knowing my own personal opinions about fandom and, like, how, I guess, like, purist I am. I don't really know how to describe it. I shouldn't have liked Ahsoka knowing she wasn't in Revenge of the Sith. Like, that should have been something that really bothered me, but it never mm-hmm. did. I was just like, Yes. Love her. Let's get to know her. (laughs) Yeah. And that never changed. Um, I will say Charlotte has definitely like just your understanding of like the prequels and the politics of how all that works has like enriched my viewing of the prequels too. And especially like going through Machete Order too, and like – it was like I finally realized everything you had been saying. Wow. <laughs> like as far as like how how like the politics and the, and the galaxy were working and how all of that was interconnected to what we later see in the original trilogy. I was like, oh, I get it now. I get what you're saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Insert gif of Luke brushing off his shoulder. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I feel like our – I feel like our discussions are more complete now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Our next question is from Eunice, and they said, who would you choose to be your Jedi or Sith Master, and why? Anakin Skywalker. Ooh, Ahsoka. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. I want to be trained by Ahsoka. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like Ahsoka has the most complete understanding of the Force. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and, and like out of a Jedi perspective. And so I think I'd want her to be my... My my force master. I'm gonna say force master. I think that
1: my choice in Anakin kind of goes back to the fact that Anakin and Obi Wan do the coolest things ever. Like yeah. they're always the ones that are put on the coolest missions. So like obviously I want to be doing the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, but then you have to you'd have to deal with him becoming Vader
1: and like what do you do? I don't know. Maybe I'm now he's my now my Sith master.
0: <laughs> you join the dark side <laughs> with him. That makes you Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't <laughs> want to fine. be Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know. It'd be really fun to have Kanan as well. True. You're yeah. right about that. Huh. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you for the great question. I think I'm gonna stick with Ahsoka though. Uh I was gonna say Luke, but I I wouldn't want him to try and kill me if I Lean toward the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Our next question is from Unmistakably Star Wars. How has Star Wars changed since you both became fans? What changes would you like to see moving forward?
1: Well, everything has changed since we became fans. We got a jillion more movies, a TV show, two TV shows. But I think that a lot of... Acceptance of certain parts of Star Wars that were kind of like looked down upon has begun. And that's definitely a change that I really appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I hope that that kind of continues in the future. I think that Star Wars definitely needs to be more open to, um, I don't know, we need a female director. There's like many different things that need to happen in Star Wars in the future that I need to change. And I'm confident that they will change and that will happen someday.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think obviously a ton has changed. I mean, there was this thing that happened where Disney bought Lucasfilm. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you knew this on Miss Eagleby Star Wars. <laughs> um, just kidding. So a lot, a lot has changed too. But I think that just the discourse around Star Wars has changed now too. It's like even though there's still i mean the obvious one is there's still a lot of prequel hate i feel like there is a lot more prequel love too and that's what i'm getting at yeah i in, don't know if, in a less vague way <laughs> let me let's try and be genuine charlotte we're <laughs> talking about prequel hate here and i don't know if that's i mean i'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things of our generation growing up particularly of us personally being more aware and more involved in the conversations that are happening About Star Wars, I think it's a lot of different things. But I know for me that's – I really loved that aspect of it, of seeing a lot more acceptance of the prequels in particular. And, I mean, just like you said, there are a lot of changes in the actual production of Star Wars that I would like to see improved upon, like getting a female director and people of color directing and – like, of more diversity in that sense. so Definitely.
1: And everything is on a really good track now with the story group. I don't know if you guys saw that awesome article that the New York Times did about the story group. Um, And I really think things are chugging along in a good direction. And I'm very optimistic, even though sometimes it seems like I'm not in that sort of, I don't know, department. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Anyway, um, very optimistic, obviously. Okay. So our next question is from Eve. Has creating a podcast offered a clearer pathway to understanding the fandom as a whole, especially with the great "The Last Jedi" divide going on currently? Is it easier to converse with fans that might share varied opinions to that of your own? Um.
0: Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. yeah. Yes and no. I, f- I feel like I'm even though I'm a lot more involved in fandom, I don't know if I understand it any better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm just more confident in sharing my opinion now. Definitely. That's what it is. I'm
1: more willing to put myself out there and be Mm -hmm. like, this is what I believe. And like, if you don't, sorry, but I'm willing to have that conversation with you. Yeah. But at the same time, everything post The Last Jedi has really exhausted me and I'm just kind of like taking a step back and really only wanting to talk about Star Wars on the podcast not get into these like huge debates with people and have like randos like sliding into my DMs. I just like don't need that.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's strange because now after the, <laughs> I like how you put that, Eve. The great Last Jedi divide. <laughs> yeah. it's like the uh, it's like the crack in the earth at Starkiller Base from the Force Awakens. Like that's what I mean <laughs> after after Last Jedi. Um, because even though Charlotte and I have been such huge Kylo Ren redemption like, turning from the dark side proponents from the very beginning. It's, like, before The Last Jedi came out, it didn't feel like such a sticking point with people. But for some reason, now it does. Um, And that's not everyone. And those instances are getting fewer and far between. But it's, it's strange to, like... I don't know like how we started out this podcast defending the prequels and that was kind of new I feel like for a lot of people to hear like mm-hmm. people calling us the prequel podcast <laughs> which was nothing we set out to be it's like now we're the prequel/Kylo Ren Redemption podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guess we've like reformed. <laughs> what will we be in 6 months, Who instead, knows? Of, instead of Sky Talkers the Galactic Life, it's Sky Talkers Love the Prequels and Kylo Ren podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so controversial. Well, (laughs) Um, And I think in some ways it is easier to converse with people. It's easier to converse with people we have relationships with on social media because we know them and we know that even though we have different opinions, like we're still friends. Yeah. It's a little harder with people you don't know who kind of come at it from a very defensive point of view. But thankfully, that hasn't happened as much as I would have thought. I mean, we've definitely had some mean people (laughs) in the past year, but – the good, the good has far outweighed the bad, yeah definitely
1: I mean yeah, there's always gonna be those trolls and it's it's taken a lot I think to learn how to deal with those which I like I said guys I was protected on Twitter I didn't know what that was like and when you go from like sixty followers to like a thousand followers I mean it's not a lot but it's still like it's oh my God problem. yeah yeah and it's I don't know it's it's a lot to learn how to deal with and I mean you guys know that probably so it's been a year into figuring that whole conversation out I think Mm -hmm. exactly
0: and our last set of questions in this section is from TJS And he said, something I've been thinking about lately is how the fan community contributes to not only fandom, but Star Wars overall with blogs, YouTube, podcasts, and art. My question is, how has contributing to fandom and Star Wars brought you closer to the galaxy far, far away and each other? Well, we kind of covered
1: about how having a set time to talk to each other has kind of brought us closer together. but. I kind of get the sense, Caitlin, and maybe I shouldn't be speaking for you, but I feel oh like you're way more involved in, like, Star Wars than you were, like, three years ago. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like you, yeah, like, you read a lot more
0: mm-hmm.
1: than, and, and everything, and it's, like, I feel the same way about myself, too, is that, like, I seek things out way more than I used to, where I used mm-hmm. to, like, go through periods of time where it was, like, I will always love Star Wars, but right now I'm just not in that news cycle, um, and now I'm in it 24-7, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's directly related to the podcast and to the Disney purchase. Yeah. Uh, because even though we had, like, Clone Wars coming out all the time, it wasn't – like, that was a, that was just the TV show. Like, that was yeah. it. Whereas now we have books and comics and podcasts and YouTube and, <laughs> and, and <Everywhere>. everything. <laughs> and there's so much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially in the beginning because we were in such, like, a prequel-heavy time – you were much more into the, I'll call it, like, extracurricular of Star yeah. Wars. Um, but I feel like we were both, like, pretty deep into, like, fan vids and fan fiction. Definitely. At the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's all Star Wars all the time. <laughs> and I feel like I'm a lot more open with other people, too, about how into Star Wars I am. Um, like, I'll share <laughs> this funny story from my cohort um, at my master's program. I So I don't like broadcast the podcast. <laughs> I, don't I don't like meet people. I don't broadcast the podcast. I don't meet people like, hi, I'm Caitlin. Here's a button to my podcast. Please listen. <laughs> um, but this girl who I became friends with in my cohort, we were at dinner one night and it was after like a couple months that we're like now good friends. And she was like, so I I, ca- I have something to tell you. And I was like, okay, what? And she, she's not a Star Wars fan at all. And she was like, so before I came to – school here I went through the class list and I googled everyone (laughs) and she's like I found your podcast (laughs) and I was like you you've been wanting to ask me about this for a while haven't you yeah I really have but I didn't know if that was creepy or like weird (laughs) and I was like no it's not weird it's just I knew like I know you're not a Star Wars fan so I wasn't gonna make you talk to me about my Star Wars podcast (laughs)
1: the moral of the story is like it's not a secret we have a podcast and you can talk to us about it
0: yeah no not at all (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was just funny because it was um there aren't a lot of people in my life that i'm close to outside of you obviously um like in the real world that are really big star wars fans so it's like i i don't talk about it that much out in the real world and so when it does come up it's kind of like oh oh like you're a star wars fan and it's like oh, you're a Star Wars fan. It's like, you know, when someone says they're a really big fan of Star Wars and you have to gauge, like, what their level of phantom is against your own. (laughs) (laughs) And usually I'm at a higher level. It's so fun. That game is, like, actually so interesting. so fun. It's really nerve-wracking, too, because you're like, okay, wait, where are you going to land?
1: Yeah, like, you don't want to let on too much. You're like, have you watched The Clone Wars?
0: Yeah, I know. Have you
1: watched Rebels? (laughs) So what do you think of the new movies? My
0: favorite is when it's like... (laughs) oh, wait, so, like, which ones came out first? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then like, you're like – Oh, wait, no, 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 no. no. You're, not, you're not on
1: – you're, like, beginner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Beginner level. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. Got to hold I back. I misjudged <laughs> this. <Yeah. laughs> I misjudge this situation entirely. Let's start from the beginning, episode one, 1999. <laughs> My parents are not big Star Wars fans either, and I cannot – Tell you how many times I have had to give them the like Star Wars history lesson of like <laughs> four, five, and six, one, two, and three. Here are the years, here's the new ones. <laughs>
1: it's it's absurd (laughs) it's just funny to me because it's like not that hard i understand that it's like a different concept and like no one really had done the whole prequel thing before but like now so many movies do it that it's not that hard of a concept to understand and to grasp in terms of like a quote movie universe i
0: know they just they just don't retain it yeah i think that's really the thing (laughs) every year star wars comes around and they're like okay explain it to me again and then December hits or like January and it like leaves their mind and they don't think about it again until the next movie comes out. Yeah, they're like, okay, wait—is it like the thing is Rogue One threw a big wrench in it.
1: <laughs> Rogue One has definitely thrown a big wrench in everything, and it's like, how do you explain it? Is it a prequel? Is it not? Where does it go? How do you put? Like, it's hard.
0: It's hard. It's, it's hard. it's hard to explain out too. It's like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. spin off. <laughs> it's anthology, separate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh anyway, goodness. so I think that's going to conclude our Star Wars questions. we're going to move on to part three about our, quote, personal questions. They aren't that personal, but, you know.
0: Listen, big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Always. All right. Welcome to part three with our, quote, unquote, personal questions. But really, they're just questions that aren't about Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> if you've made it this far... Congratulations, you are a true fan. And (laughs) uh, hopefully these will be some interesting questions for you too. So our first question is from our good friend Emma. And she asked, what do you absolutely love that is not Star Wars related? And if Star Wars were to suddenly stop existing, (laughs) wow, (laughs) what would you turn to instead? For me,
1: in terms of like fandoms, I struggle because, like, I generally just, like, love movies and, like, film and everything. Um, I also think if Star Wars were to stop existing, I'd probably read a lot more than I do right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was an English major in college, and I kind of miss that whole part of me. Um, I don't know. Also, love to paint. Miss that part, too. Maybe I'd get more into that. Not that Star Wars kind of like occupies that part of my brain, but it kinda does with the podcast and everything. It's not mm-hmm. like easy to do to just do like both. sitting. Yeah. So in terms of stop existing, I don't know, like maybe I'd get more into like I don't know, television shows. <laughs> I love television shows. Like I can't
0: I don't know. i I love a lot of different things, right, Kaelin? Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's Charlotte's interest is pop culture. So yes, it would just be a lot of pop culture.
1: Yeah, with like this big gaping hole of like what started it all.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> like black hole. The question is, if Star Wars stopped existing, would would it just completely leave our lives, or would it just stop being made? I think it would like both. <laughs> so it'd be like we went back in time and just like it never. Yeah. Came out. So so like how would blockbusters exist? Who yeah, knows? they wouldn't. Okay. What about you though? Um, my. My absolute love is growing up, I was always obsessed with ancient Egypt. And so that's something I'm still really passionate about now. Um, And I would probably be even more – I mean, I'm still really into it. So I'd be even more into it. Um, I went to school actually thinking I was going to become an Egyptologist and realized I didn't really actually like the process of archaeology or heat. Like I'm not a summer fan and Egypt is really hot. Uh, (laughs) um, but I'd still be doing that. I mean, I'm still doing that now. Um, I incorporate um, ancient Egypt into my master's work whenever I can. So I'd probably still be doing that. Um, As far as fandom goes, I, I mean, I grew up like loving the Chronicles of Narnia, Narnia and Little House on the Prairie. Those were like my favorite series growing up as a kid. Maybe I would have gotten really into Harry Potter I don't know. Yeah.
1: Probably not. I, w- I used to be really into Harry Potter. Still am. Yeah.
0: But yeah. it's kind of
1: lost a little bit of its magic for me in a weird way.
0: I don't know why, but it's weird. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, even as like someone who's not into it. Like it's I, don't know. I think
1: J.K. Rowling like continuously like adapting it, which is weird because Star Wars continues to adapt itself. But yeah,
0: but it's like I, the I five it, the five fantastic beasts and where to find them. It's Just a little exhausting for me. Like, <laughs> That's a lot that's yeah. a lot girlfriend <laughs> like a trilogy okay
1: but a anyway. five <laughs> and like can't get behind the Johnny Depp decision there's just a lot that goes into
0: that so yeah, and the weird cursed child oh god
1: yeah yeah <laughs> read mm-hmm. that see I'm a fan guys but like I am kind of at this point like I do love it but I don't know right now it's just not your favorite that
0: could change yeah. though
1: yeah Okay, so our next question is, again, from Brian Balance. He said, what are you most looking forward to next year? Meaning this year in 2018. Um, More guests?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Growing the podcast? I think this is like outside of. Oh,
1: right. We're we're in part three now. I forgot about that. Um, My head is always (laughs) in the podcast realm. (laughs) Okay, so personally, looking forward to traveling more. Um, I started a great new job. Looking forward to, like settling into that and settling into the fact that now I live in Boston. Maybe, so, yeah. maybe we'll go to Iceland again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Maybe maybe we'll go to Ireland. That's yes. what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. With like so, a pit stop in Iceland. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a wow or Iceland air. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am most looking forward to writing my thesis and graduating in the next year And hopefully then finding my own job, as my mother says, to be gainfully employed (laughs) (laughs) at the end of this educational journey. (laughs) It'll happen. Uh, Yeah. Lord
1: willing. (laughs) Okay. So our next question is from my friend Audrey what have you learned most from your journey of starting a podcast? Um, we covered this a little bit before, but definitely if I could narrow it down is just being more open with myself and who I am and being more confident, I guess, in mm-hmm. that
0: point of view. Yeah. I think the confidence thing is not something I really realized the podcast was like influencing in my like outside of the podcast life and speaking and articulating my thoughts, which I feel like on the show, I ramble a lot and don't always articulate clearly what I'm trying to say. But it's definitely given me a lot more confidence to experiment with what I'm saying, I guess, and really try to find a way to speak my mind clearly. Um, Like in in my program at school – People have told me that they think I'm a really good pre- presenter now, and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I was never. I'm not. A, I've never been a good presenter, and they're like, no, like you speak really confidently, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely like in part because you practice on the podcast, like yeah, no, it is. It, it is, yeah, it absolutely is. So, I think that's been that's been really great too. And of course, the big lesson of 2017 was walk confidently. <laughs> and you can get anywhere you want <laughs>
1: yes definitely <laughs> go
0: back to our celebration episode if you want the, <laughs> the background of that <laughs> and so also true. and also our dragon con recap too yeah there's
1: that's on our website not necessarily on our feed you have to go through our website yeah, mm-hmm. and listen to that one yeah but
0: so um yeah walk confidently speak confidently all right, and then our last questions are the part two of our questions from Rob from at Rule of Two Review, and the first one he asked was, number one place you want to travel to? Japan. Egypt. Asia. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were finished.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: no, it's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. Japan Caitlin's and Egypt. got. We got to get Caitlin to Egypt. I know.
0: It's... One day. One day, guys. If you know anyone who wants to pay, fly, house, and tour me around, (laughs) let me know. (laughs) I've been to Egypt. It's great. You got to go. I know. Should have come with me back
1: when I went. Just Um, saying. If I remember, I don't think you invited me. I definitely (laughs) did, but it was over Thanksgiving, so.
0: No, because I remember you – I remember talking to you. This is when Charlotte lived in London, and you were like, I have something to tell you, and I, like, don't know how you're going to take it. (laughs) yeah <laughs> and you're like I'm going to Egypt and you're not <laughs> you I was literally there for like three days though I know but it was great I know so you got we gotta get you there I know one day alright our second question most embarrassing moments important question oh. oh god um for like each other are we gonna say each other oh I don't know I don't even know what embarrassing moment you would pick for me I know what I what I picked for you <laughs> I don't mean like I've never had one, but I'm just like, wow. I don't, I don't know what you would say. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what I'd say for you either. What would you say for yourself? There, there's one that you're present at that has always like scarred me horribly. Okay, what was it? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> it, was in, it was in middle school, as all good embarrassing moments are. And do you remember this? It was at PE, and we were playing softball. I don't remember this at all. Oh my god, you don't remember? Good. Maybe I won't tell this story. Um, And we're—it was like all a group. It was—we were playing softball, or no, it was kickball. We were playing kickball, and it was. Oh my my god, I remember (laughs) this. And oh, I don't. Oh god. And Charlotte, and it was my turn to kick the ball. Charlotte and this other guy were out in the outfield, and. Like, I kid you not, like, every cute boy in our class was standing behind me, and the ball comes towards me, and all the cute boys go, Caitlin, don't kick the ball. It's a bad throw. But I kick the ball, and I, like, fall on my butt. Like, both my legs go flying up in the air. I fall (laughs) on my butt, and it was awful. (laughs) It was so bad. And it's it scarred me because I just remember thinking like I'm gonna go and kick the ball. It's gonna be great. And then I horrifically embarrassed myself in front of like the whole grade. It wasn't it wasn't like just a class. It was like everyone was outside. And I know no yeah. one like remembers that moment, uh, that, that like was I, out I, there. I but totally remember that. Well, I know you remember <laughs> it, but I'm saying like the cute boys no. behind me don't remember yeah. it. <laughs> but
1: I, I do remember everyone be like, "Don't kick it." <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like you know when you're in like a really (laughs) stressful moment and you just like you can't hear what other people are saying oh my god it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so yeah i don't
1: i don't really know what my most embarrassing moment i do (laughs) okay what what is it what are you gonna
0: say for me like embarrassing I think it's just hilarious is when we were in Iceland and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to tell the story no you tell it I don't know if I can anyway Charlotte and I road tripped around Iceland after we graduated and um you had to we we're at a gas station buying water and Charlotte could not find the water for the life of her. <laughs> and I'm standing at the cash register trying to pay. And Charlotte's back by the coolers. And the, the cash register man is like yelling at her about where to go. In Icelandic. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He knew we didn't speak Icelandic. And he was yelling at her like to the left. To the last, like, and Charlotte was just like so flustered, and, like couldn't find it. And finally another clerk comes out, shows her where it is, grabs her with a bottle of water, and then and then Charlotte hugs the man. Like the huge man. <laughs> and grabs you. <laughs> this like strange Icelandic man so he's the- just like oh my god thank you and just like gives him this big hug
1: okay so the background of the story guys I've traveled a lot of places I know and usually thing, Charlotte
0: get flustered when we're international yeah,
1: that's that's really the funny thing about this is that I was so flustered in Iceland because guys the language is so hard and it was like Caitlin and I both didn't pick up any phrases when we were there because it's, like, so difficult. So it wasn't even, like, I, the only way I could potentially say thank you in that moment <laughs> was <laughs> hugging. <laughs> and it was, like, also, Kaylin didn't set up the fact that it might have been, like, five to ten minutes that they were showing, t- telling me where to go it was for the a water. really long time. And it was, like, this small corner where it was, like, right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was so bad that's a good one i was like you what did you just do (laughs) and the thing is everyone in iceland speaks english yep you know it was just i was like and that was at the beginning of our trip too and i was like okay well (laughs) here we go (laughs) oh gosh
1: I mean, I I feel like we have so many embarrassing moments, and I, I just can't really think about them right now.
0: I mean, nothing that's like those are like public embarrassing moments.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. We, the I other ones not, like we can't have a lot talk
0: about of, like, stupid moments together, but nothing. I don't know that middle school one though. It just like scars me. <laughs> it's, just, it's so funny. <laughs> I just remember coming back to the outfield and you were just dying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was mortified.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can I just, can I share this one? Cause it still kind of haunts me too. Oh no. Wait, is it about For- me? Yeah. And oh, it's about, God. it's about you embarrassing me in a roundabout way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so when I turned like thirteen, Caitlin printed out a fanfic story of mine <laughs> <I'm lying. laughs> and was going to give it to me for my birthday. But it was like obviously I don't do things half-assed. Like my fanfic story was like four hundred pages. Okay, it was not four hundred pages. It was really freaking long, Caitlin.
0: Listen, <laughs> it was like I. I copied that freaking document. That's, from what, I'm, band that's what I'm saying. Into a word document, it was like sixty pages. Okay, it
1: was really long. All right, guys, four hundred <laughs> rows. Four. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. And Caitlin kept it in her house for like a long period of time before giving it to me, to which her sister found it. And it was like oh, an embarrassing moment oh my of God, like
0: she found s- it, her sister
1: finding my fanfic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's as far as I'm gonna get because I'm not gonna talk about the context of the fanfic. And it's just like, just like awkward, you know. I mean, it wasn't like I, maybe I should. It's not like there, there rated was nothing. R or anything yeah, there like was nothing. It wasn't like nothing, like it. That. but it was just like really awkward, you know. Like that was really it embarrassing. Was, I think about that
0: pretty often. Not gonna lie, I'm sure she doesn't even remember that. Honestly, yeah, uh, I hope she doesn't. I forgot she found it. I remember because that was when – because I gave it to you for your birthday and you were in Boston and I had to fly with that thing and then you like hid it under your bed and I think you eventually threw it away. I did. (laughs) And it hurt. I only want that to live on the internet.
1: It hurts.
0: (laughs) The thing is I I I don't even think it lives on the internet. I think you deleted it. Yeah, I think so. It's fine. It's It's okay. See, I've kept all of my old fan fiction online because – I accept who I was back then. All right. I'm not going to. I let out. the past die and I kill it if I have to. Name, <laughs> what my fanfic name is, but like it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, Kylo shouldn't let his past die. He needs to embrace it and learn how to be his own person too, in spite of and because of his past. So. All right. And with that, I think we're finished
1: (laughs) with questions and talking about embarrassing moments. Thank you, guys, all of you for sending in such amazing questions. It was really fun. And I hope that you – wow, it's like almost two hours that we've been recording.
0: Wow. Very long. So God bless you. Godspeed, listeners, if you are still here with us. This has been an amazing year. Yeah. And
1: just kind of bear with us, if you will, because we have a lot of thank yous that we want to give out. So, first off, thank you guys so much for listening and coming to this ending. And now, here we go with the thank yous for 2017. Um, We've logged about 50 hours of talking about Star Wars on here so far. And that honestly doesn't include our Patreon bonus episodes. which I am really proud of the fact that we've logged 50 hours. Um, It's crazy. We said at the beginning
0: of last year that our goal was to do 10 episodes of the podcast
1: for next year. For 2017. And And it's
0: like an addiction 30. so here we are. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> special thanks to our patreon supporters it blows our mind every single day that people care about us enough to support us so i'm going to list them right now amy bj brandon chuck emma aaron jim kirsty kyle lynn matt neil robbie ryan sheree and suara thank you guys so much it really means so much to us that you support us
0: Yes, thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. And while we're talking about Patreon, we have a special Sky Talkers birthday present for all of you, our listeners. If you are listening to this now on January 11th, you can actually head over to our Patreon and we have opened up all of our Patreon exclusive episodes for free for our birthday. So this is only going to be open for one day on January 11th. But if you're listening to this then, then you can go and Listen to all of our Patreon episodes for free today. And it's just our little way of celebrating our birthday and thanking everyone who has supported us um, on this journey so far. Yes. Okay, so our next round of thank yous goes to anyone
1: who ever reviewed us on iTunes. Um, Those reviews help us in so many ways to push our podcast forward to acquire guests, but most of all with morale. And I know that doesn't really seem like it would be that much. But honestly, it really does push us and give us that little confidence boost that we need to kind of carry on. Um, so thank you so much for making our days. So special thanks to Sam, Katie, AJ, Darth Taxis, Nick, Drum Jedi, Jen, Roku, BJ, Chris, Jim, Val, and so many more. Um, thank you to anyone who ever retweeted our show, who tweeted about us, who legitimately just followed us, who liked our tweets, who participated in a little poll, who emailed us, who just subscribed to us on iTunes, who listens on Stitcher, who listens outside the US, who listened even just that one time. Honestly, yes. it all
0: helps. It really does. Um, and then our last group of thank yous, uh, we have some specifics here. So thank you to this group of people, our parents, our awesome guests, and the friends we've made over the year, Savannah, Annalise, Rachel and Kirsty, Sarah Dempster, Charlie Ashby, Tim and Rachel, Michael and Hannah, Jennifer Miro, Jim and Alex, Scott Murray, Nancy and Brian, Ryan and Daniel, Josh, Shannon, and Dale, and Franklin, and Heath, and Danny, and Brittany, and Brian, and John Marie, and Eve and Devin and Aaron and Samantha Nick Natalie Tracy Lillian Grace Jay Melissa Paul Dean Connie Tyler and so 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 many more <laughs> i know like um, i get,
1: i was I, when we were going through all this we were like oh my god there's so many there's so many and i feel like i know we miss them and if we missed you and we'd r- regularly interact on twitter like i didn't mean to miss you we love you and we do keep interacting with us yeah and
0: this this i mean this last section we've done little um this last little section we've done here of thank yous it just like i wish there was a better way for us to say thank you for all the people who have been a big part a small part any part of our podcast it's it is incredible and i need new ways to
1: say thank you I know, me too. There needs to be like another form of saying thank you. Yes. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure languages have all these different ways of saying love and I love you and everything, and we only get like this one way, and we need mm. another way, basically. Yes.
0: So, I think that is going to wrap up our very long Sky Talkers first birthday smorgasbord episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of our show, and for being our friends and listeners. We will see you next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.